Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. This is the Rush Martulian for Rush Being Air. If you recognize any of these uh, theme songs from great television of days old, then you are precisely at least me years old. Uh, it is uh, sad news out of Hollywood that Norman Lear, a director behind many of uh, my favorite TV programs of the day, including All in the Family with Archie Bunker, uh, which was pivotal. I mean, it was fascinating. It was even in its day, I think it started first with a disclaimer. Maybe it's the first television program to have done that. Uh, but here to uh, understand what we lost with the death of Norman Lear, uh, we're joined by Richard Krause, host of the post- podcast, Last Call with Richard Krause. Richard, good to talk with you. Hey, Mark, I think I'm probably you years old then, because that sounded like the soundtrack to my life that you were just playing there, my young life anyway. Yeah, so Norman, I mean, I knew his television uh, programs because he was, it seemed like the only guy doing television at the time when I was watching television growing up. And... But he also, I think, played more than just sort of being a success story. I think he sort of changed the medium a little bit. Somebody pointed out to me once, and I don't know whether this is true, you can opine on it, but that sort of, you know, for a long time on television, you saw the image of the perfect American family, you know, father knows Mm -hmm. best, that kind of stuff. And then along came All in the Family with uh, Archie and Edith Bunker, and you saw you know, not the worst of American families, but the raw, unvarnished look at, you know, middle America. And that kind of changed the world. Yeah, it did a little bit. I mean, I would say that you got a little glimpse of that on the Honeymooners, uh, which had been on uh, probably 15 or 16 years before. But All in the Family was uh, a landmark in television. So it goes on the air uh, in 1971, runs for eight years, and it changed everything that came after it. Uh, It changed it not only because uh, it was a ratings juggernaut. I mean, you have to remember that back in those days, there were only three channels you could watch. So if a show was a hit and all of in the family was a huge hit, you'd have tens of millions of people watching this show and it would get written about op ebbs or op eds were written about it. Then uh, the offshoot of all that is that this show was very socially aware and Norman Lear uh, added in a great deal of uh, stuff that no one else would touch on television. The, uh, the networks were really terrified of it. There was no advanced publicity for it, no promo. Uh, they just didn't know what to do with this show. And then it debuts, becomes an enormous hit. And all of a sudden, Norman Lear is the golden boy around the network. And they are spinning shows off uh, from all in the family, like Maud and uh, um, Sanford and Son and the Jeffersons and shows that all had a real socially aware consciousness about them and it reflected the audience 
in a, a large way for the first time that was actually watching the shows, not just what the networks uh, wanted to uh, claim as their audience to tell their advertisers. So this was a sea change, and we are still feeling the effects of his work uh, today, the width and breadth of the uh, shadow that he leaves behind over television uh, and entertainment in general is not to be underestimated. Do you think All in the Family would get approved for uh, broadcast today? It would be on a streamer tucked away, you know, somewhere. I think that probably uh, a lot of shows uh, would approach the edginess of it, uh, that uh, but but blunt it somehow. This was a show that wasn't afraid uh, to be uh, raw and to really uh, put ideas out there that literally no one had seen on television before. Maybe had talked about them in their homes. Maybe had an uncle that was, uh, you know, kind of a bigot and that reminded reminded them of, of Archie Bunker. Uh, but beyond that, people had not really been exposed to this kind of thing on television. And Norman Lear knew there was an audience for it. It took years to get that show on the air. I think they did the first pilot for that show three years before it actually debuted. And they changed uh, the cast. They changed the names of the characters. They tried a lot of different things when they adapted this from a British television show called From Death or Till Death Do Us Part uh, to Americanize it. They really tried to uh, uh, up the ante a little bit, and the networks were terrified of it. And then, of course, the the you know floodgates open, and all of a sudden, Norman Lear is uh, producing. It seems like he's producing everything that's on television. And I would say, you know, in the seventies, he was producing most of the stuff that was good on television. Norman Lear was one hundred and one when he uh, passed away. Mm -hmm. Richard Krause. What was what was he doing at the end of his career? Producer Ben Harrison was pointing out that he had. Uh, something on, I think, Netflix or one of the streamers not that long ago. So what oh, was he it, doing in his la last years? His his career literally spans the entire history of television as a medium. He was working in television in the early 50s as a writer and as uh, a producer and director. Uh, and at the end of his career and life, which was just in 2022, he was getting a new version of Good Times Off the Ground. Uh, he had uh, a number of years ago, I think in just before the pandemic, uh, there was a remake of One Day at a Time on Netflix. Um, you know, this is a, a guy who was working right up until the very end. He had a podcast. He had a hundred-year-old man with a podcast uh, called All of the Above with Norman Lear. And, you know, if you look back uh, through some of the tweets that have come out today, you'll see how people uh, are responding to him. Albert Brooks, the great comedian and writer and director, uh, calls Norman Lear one of the greats. He says, you were loved. Dave Foley writes, just heard that Norman Lear has died. Through his work, he probably shaped my outlook on the world as much or more than my parents. And then he uh, includes a couple of clips on the tweet of things that Norman Lear tackled on his shows that nobody else was doing. And I think that's probably, you know, the real legacy. Here's a guy who never gave up, who produced things right up until the very end and uh, did so at a, at a very high level and not just 
uh, you know, as uh, a pure uh, producer of sitcoms, but someone who changed the form of sitcoms and pushed forward television as a medium itself. Richard Krauss, you're the guy who has met everybody that I've ever heard of uh, in <laughs> entertainment. Have you met Norman Lear? What was that like? What was he like? Personally? Yeah, I did meet him years ago. I met him uh, maybe 15 or 20 years ago uh, in Los Angeles. I was down there working and he was involved with a project that I was covering. Uh, and I got to meet him and he was lovely. And one of the things that uh, surprised me about it is as I was chatting with him, uh, he was funny. He was smart. I was overawed. He, his name was uh, at the end of every show that I loved during the 1970s when I was watching a lot of television and sitcoms and that kind of thing. Uh, and then I, I walked away and then it dawned on me at the time I was talking to him, he was probably 85 years old and I would have pegged him for 50, <laughs> not just because of his physical appearance, but for his energy and um, how funny he was and just everything. He was just with it absolutely 100%. Uh, and from what I've seen in interviews with him since then, right up until Jimmy Kimmel used to have him on his show quite often, uh, he remained so right up until the end of his life. Richard Krauss, host of the podcast, Last Call with Richard Krauss. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. I always love talking with Richard. He's always met everybody. He knows everybody. Um, but he's a font of wisdom when it comes to entertainment personalities. And sadly, I talk to him mostly when somebody's died. And in this case, Norman Lear, the writer, the director, the producer of just about every TV show I ever watched in my sort of uh, tweens to uh, 20s, uh, has passed away at the age of 101. I see on social media regularly, or actually, I guess it's YouTube. I've taken to YouTube lately. Uh, lots of uh, clips and reels of old uh, bits from All in the Family with uh, Archie Bunker. And the stuff that that character said on television in the 70s is mind-boggling. I honestly don't think you'd be allowed to say any of that stuff on television today. Uh, what a groundbreaking program. And it kind of lionized. It made heroes of blue-collar workers in the United States. When up to that point before, it was always the sort of the hoity-toities, the perfect people. And then suddenly it was, this is life in so many American families. We all have a family member that looks like Meathead. We all have somebody who looks like Archie or Edith. And uh, people could see themselves in that show. Norman Lear, dead at 101.